Support for OPB comes from our members and from our sponsors, like Tracy Ray from the employment law firm of Baron Lehman. Tracy says that OPB sponsorship is a great way to support the community and connect with Baron Liebman's clients. This is Think Out Loud on OPB. I'm Dave Miller. We're going to start today with a, a summer-long effort to revitalize a business and entertainment district in Portland's Old Town neighborhood. The Ankeny Alley Festival is a series of summer events that are being held to rally support for restaurants and bars that have been hit particularly hard since the pandemic started. The series kicked off two weeks ago. The next weekend event starts today to coincide with the 4th of July and the Waterfront Blues Festival. Joshua Ryan helped create these festivals. He is the event manager for the Ankeny Alley Association. Michelle Walksmith is a co-owner of Dan and Lewis Oyster Bar, which has been in business now for four generations. Welcome to you both. Hello. Thank you so much. Michelle, first, can you tell us about the Oyster Bar? So the Oyster Bar was opened in 1907 by my husband's great-grandfather, Lewis C. Walksmith. It's been passed down generation um, from father to son. We're generation four. We have all three of our kids working there. So generation five is in the house. We used to say like in training, but they are now 24, 21, and 18, and they are taking over the show. They're doing amazing down there. And the plan is to have this be, I mean, they're they're ready for to be the fifth generation. I, mean, I want to retire someday. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, I hope it's not going to happen, you know, in the next five years, but hopefully in the next 15 years, one of them will step up. It's kind of hard to know who's going to be the person that it will inherit it until you kind of get there and it, we're it, ready for retirement. This is succession you're talking it about. It is succession. Huh. What does location mean to you and your family? I mean, the Oyster Bar means everything to us and our family. It's been the center of all of our lives. Um, as soon as I married into this family, it was the center of my husband's family. His parents were running it at the time when I married into the family. And it's been so good for our family, too. It's a place where the kids work, their friends work. We hire um, like our people who work there also. We're generational within our workers. I have Holly Costa, who has been there since 1999. Her daughter was 12 when she started. She's now in her mid-30s, Ashley Costa. And her son, Leon, now is sitting at the oyster table like Ashley used to do. Will, his mom works, and someday I'll have him too. Huh. Three generations then of employees as well. Yes. Yep. Um, what was the year right before the pandemic like? 2019. Ugh. Didn't even know how good we had it. We used to complain, it's so busy. How are we going to get through this? Oh, my gosh. Huh. And if we had known then what we know now, <laughs> I would have never complained. The problem then was too much too business. Too busy. Yeah, there was times that in the summer we were just way too busy, way more than we could handle. And I remember being like, we would count down summer weekends. We'd start at Labor Day and be like, okay, we can get through 16 more weekends. We can do this, you know. And now we're just, you know, happy to have any business that comes through the door because it, we took such a blow over over the last three years. What was the worst year of the last three? 2022. Last year? Last year was the worst year of the three years. Why? I think it's because people just weren't really ready to get back out. A lot of people ha still had fear with COVID, the travel. I mean, you saw it on the news, right? They, the airports were what's what they once were. So people just weren't getting out and about. Everyone was still half wearing masks. They were afraid of this and afraid of that. And I've seen a, just a big change this year where people are definitely coming back and we're seeing like numbers like we did in 2019. Hmm. Joshua, I mean, what have your experiences been like um, walking through or working in Old Town in recent years? 
So I have done a lot of work downtown and a lot of work with uh, business associations specifically. So I worked with the Pearl District Business Association for years. Uh, and I think um, when I started getting involved with this particular group, I hadn't really been downtown since post-pandemic. Uh, and I remember the first thing that I did is I had this idea of let's create a festival series. Let's do give people a reason to come back to downtown if they haven't been there for a while. And as I started to do that, you have a permit and you have to get neighborhood signatures from every business. And the first time that I did it, I remember it was pouring rain. It was in early March. I wore a sweater and it swelled up like I was a big loofah or something. <laughs> and I was like, could this be worse? And, uh, and I was shocked at how many businesses were boarded up. I was shocked block after block that were closed in the middle of the day, in the middle of the work week. I, I was surprised that during lunchtime, no one came out of businesses to have lunch in some of these restaurants and some of these these areas they didn't shop. And, uh, you know, I, was, I work with a, a group of, of clubs that are downtown, and they said, we want to have you drive traffic and build business. And I said, I think... It's a bigger problem than just being a nightclub that has no business. No one wants to come to downtown at all to any business. And if we don't find a way to overcome that, nothing that I could do will help your business. How much did you feel like it was up to you or, or how much did the businesses you were talking to feel like it was up to them themselves to do this as opposed to uh, some kind of support or knight in shining armor from the city? Well, you know, I, we had our first meeting, and I said, here's the reality. There is no knight in shining armor. There is no panacea. There's no magic wand. There's no bucket of money sitting in the city waiting to help us figure this out. At the end of the day, I'm not an expert on mental health. I'm not an expert on uh, houselessness or, um, you know, the fentanyl epidemic. I don't, I don't know those things. But I do know that if we work together as businesses— you're here 24-7. You have a long-term lease. You know, they've been there for four generations. Voodoo Donuts is in our area. They've been there for 20 years. Mother's Bistro is there. She's a, you know, absolutely an iconic restaurant for downtown. We have to work together and bootstrap this ourselves because we have to figure it out. At the end of the day, we've got to figure it out. Uh, Michelle, in the next segment, we're actually going to be revisiting a conversation or a series of conversations we had last year with people living on the street in Portland. We actually, we went to a couple different neighborhoods around the city, including in Old Town. That's where we started. I'm wondering how much things have changed there in a year. Well, I mean, they were really bad for a while, right? So people were allowed to shelter in place during COVID. And then it was a, it was like, how do we get the streets back kind of thing? Because it, we didn't have places to put them. So, I mean, I think that I don't know. I think everything is cha is changing a lot, a lot in the last six months. I've seen a huge change from what we had over the course of the last three years. So I think it's on the right path. We're definitely going towards better. What do you think has led to that change? Well, I think the city is now finally addressing everything, right? We weren't hearing a lot about it. Like now, in the last couple of weeks, we are doing the daytime camping ban now that, I mean, obviously, it's not going to be super enforced at first, but it gives us a leg to stand on, right? We have a way to move forward. And you hear the, the mayor is now talking about, you know, banning open air drug use. Yes, you're li because of Measure 110, you're still allowed to have some on you, but you can't do it in public. And so it really feels like the city is honing in on all these problems now. I see police back out on the beat, walking the streets again. I mean, it's just amazing. I have seen such a huge change in the last six months and even the last two months 
months, a really big change. But way better than last. Yeah, for three years, we were, it was kind of like the Wild West out there. Do you see a connection between less visible homelessness, less open-air drug use, and more business? Yes, 100%. It's, it's a direct connection. It's a for direct you. connection. Yep. Because people don't want to walk around if there's somebody over there doing drugs in the corner. It makes everybody nervous, you know. But what I have found too, and this is what not maybe everyone realizes, the homeless and the drug, everyone is really nice in Portland. Like if you go at people and you ask them nicely to move or to stop doing what they're doing, nine times out of 10, people are really nice and really accommodating. And like I give them candy, I'm like, to, bother you for you know to help you through your troubles here's a little bit of candy and just can you move over there and everybody so you really you would nice. say here right, here is here's a lollipop here's a snickers bar but do, do you candy. mind moving a little bit away yep. from my storefront yep i start with candy and i've got a taser in my pocket and <laughs> you pepper spray in the middle it's dealer's choice but i've never used the pepper spray and i've never used the taser not one single time ever almost every single time the candy works <laughs> yep and they just move and they're really nice if you are just tuning in, we're talking right now about, well, we haven't even started talking about the series of street festivals. We're about to do that, to, to re- revitalize the, the business and entertainment district in part of Portland's old town neighbor this summer. They're called the Ankeny Alley Festivals. The next one starts today. I'm talking with Michelle Walksmith, who is a co-owner of Dan and Lewis Oyster Bar, and Joshua Ryan, who's been organizing this series. He is the event manager for the Ankeny Alley Association. Joshua, what is what can people expect at these festivals? and And why did you decide on this as a way to kind of revitalize the area? I think in general, all these businesses, they've been in operation. Um, But I think collectively, by creating a special event, it feels like something that is special. It engages, uh, you know, 26. We have 26 different uh, businesses that are all small and privately owned. It gives them a reason to kind of rally together and band together. Uh, So I I wanted to do a series of festivals because I've done a lot of festivals downtown. If it rains or there's some incident that happens, you've lost all the all the assets that you've poured into this one single event, and and you can't have it because it rained, like in the Rose Parade or whatever. And so um, we wanted to do a series, uh, and I thought, and the city was open enough to allow us to pull one permit for six events. The footprint is the same, so technically they're very very similar, but they all have a different theme. So we started with Explore uh, Ankeny was our first event. This is really our uh, partnership uh, with uh, the 4th of July and uh, to bring people down. And, and the 14th through 16th of July is our first Pride event. And what's great is we've actually partnered with Pride Northwest. So we are an official event outside of the waterfront. Uh, in August, we have a summer luau uh, where we'll have a, we're actually trucking in sand and we're going to have Tahitian dancers and the whole Hawaiian kind of a theme. And then we have an event on Labor Day and early parts of uh, September as well. Michelle, how did the first event go? This was two weeks ago. Um, What what did you see in terms of business? Oh, it was so fun. It was great. I mean, just we saw tons of business for sure. I mean, it definitely drove business into downtown. But um, it was just so much fun with the DJ playing out on the stage, people all over the place, everyone stopping for a drink. It was an amazing weekend. And I really hope this weekend is going to be twice as good. I'm going to interrupt. We also said, let's start small. Like, we don't have to have 
um, 100,000 people down there at once. We can do this small. We just want to have engagement, and we want people to explore, not just come into one building and come right back out to their car, that they actually spend some time in the area. And I think the more that you have regular folks coming down to this kind of event, some of the undesirable elements get pushed out. So true. Uh, and it's just being present. People say to me, how do we support you? I, go, I don't. We don't, you know need to have anything special that you do, just come patronize a business. Just be present and just go to more than one. And is the basic idea is that if people come down for the special event on some Saturday afternoon, they will think to come back on some random Tuesday evening. I mean, is that the the, the mechanism that, that you're hoping for? Because obviously you don't, I don't think you just care about four weekends in right. the summer. You're thinking more about the future. Well, I'll tell you that this last first event, we had uh, rain forecast, 92% rain forecast on Sunday. So we didn't do a lot outside because we don't want to have cords running across a plaza where there's rain. Um, but all the businesses still were busy on Sunday, even though we didn't have some of the outdoor programming. Uh, and to have people like um, Meat Fresh, which is a Taiwanese dessert company, say, we ran out of boba. But running out of boba at a bubble tea place is like running out of coffee at Starbucks. I mean, it's a thing. Or to have yeah. longer waits in line or have people run out of certain things on their menu. Or to have their – I had several businesses tell me it was the best day of the year. Hmm. Um, really those are transformative things. I think once somebody goes to your business and, and explores it and, and enjoys it, you have the potential to build a customer for life. Well, and it's not just that. To add on that, though, too, I think it was a great way to get people downtown to like realize that it isn't what the news is saying. It isn't what you see on the news every day. It really isn't. Like They just like to report every bad thing that happens in downtown with a little sprinkling of some of the events. But really, I feel like the sprinkling is now more the focus, right? I feel like there's more events and more positive things happening downtown than negative. So this gives re people a reason to come downtown while it's busy, hit Saturday market, come check us out, maybe stop for lunch somewhere, and you'll see that downtown really is recovering. It really is. Michelle, what are your hopes for the district going forward for the future? Well, I think we just have to keep on this path, right? I think that the the city needs to keep doing what it's doing. We need to keep, you know, building more places to house people, coming up with more programs to help um, people in recovery and things like that. And then we just need to keep plugging forward. And the more people that we can draw downtown, the more downtown is going to flourish like it once did. And we need to get people back to work downtown, too. Everyone hmm. come work at the offices again. <laughs> Don't work at home. Don't work from home. <laughs> we just have about a minute left, but I'm wondering if the the challenges of the last three plus years, if they have changed your relationship with fellow business owners in the area. Oh my God. I've never known as many business owners as I do right now. Like we have banded together downtown. It's amazing. Like I, we all talk to each other. And I can say there are businesses that are true competitive businesses. We have seven bars and nightclubs that are down in that area. And they all pull together because what's good for one is really good for mm -hmm. all. And the sense that we've knit a fabric together of our, uh, of our businesses in this community feels more like a community than ever before. Really huh. does. Really does. Joshua Ryan and Michelle Walksmith, thanks very much. Hey, thank, thank you. you. Joshua Ryan is the event manager for the Ankeny Alley Association. They're putting together a whole series of street festivals intended to revitalize the area around Portland's Old Town neighborhood this summer. Michelle Walksmith is one of the co-owners of the Dan and Lewis Oyster Bar, which has been in business for four generations now. The fifth generation is currently working there as well.